0: Good morning, good morning, it's Brenda Eshin Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, Zen and Relationships, The Secret Practice of Love. (laughs) Nobody thinks of Zen as a secret practice of love, certainly not, actually when we look at it, it can look very strict, severe, or very self-absorbed, it can look from the outside that way as if we're really focusing upon our own self, 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 our breath, the moment, whatever is appearing in our world. It can actually look at times even like an escape. We're running away. We're getting away from the world as it is, running to the Zen center, sitting in the silence, not moving with others. And someone could say, what is this? What's going on here? Good question. That's a koan. Wonderful koan. <clears throat> Actually, when we take our whole life as a koan, it really opens up like a boom, like a flower blossoming in the spring. What's going on here? Wonderful, wonderful question. Why are you running to the Zendo? Why are you sitting still? Why are you not looking at each other, talking, chatting, dancing, singing? Why aren't you shopping? There's a sale down the block. <clears throat> Excuse me. All of these kinds of questions. Why? What are you doing? So, what we're doing is we are uniting with not only ourselves, but everybody else. And it doesn't seem so. We're falling in love with life. That's what I would say we're doing. We're falling in love with life. Mm. <clears throat> Usually, we look for so much happiness. In, in a new relationship, a new dress, a new job, some more money. But even if we get that, if we're not in love with life itself, there's no real sustained joy because something comes one day and it leaves the next. <clears throat> or it may not leave, it may be there and be there, but it doesn't really mean much ultimately. In the long run, it might mean a lot for a little while and then it shifts, everything shifts. But what does not shift, what does never shift is when we can really deeply, deeply honor and appreciate and taste life itself, life itself, fall in love with life itself. What a gift that is. And I mean deeply in love, not just fall in love in a way where we're suddenly infatuated, but where we're swept up by the wonder and the beauty and the, and the glory of life itself. I actually wrote a book a bunch of years ago that people enjoyed called Zen and the Art of Falling in Love. And it wasn't about falling in love necessarily with another person only. It wasn't even about that. It was about falling in love with life with your life, with yourself and with others, just as you are. Nothing added, nothing subtracted. You don't have to, this is a kind of love that you don't have to earn. You don't have to strive for day after day after day. You know, we're always trying to be good enough to get that love or to get that approval or the appreciation or whatever it is. Oh, we think, well, I failed. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't, on time, whatever it was. But of course, many people might even think of themselves in Zen, even in the practice of Zen. Somebody said to me, oh, I'm, I'm a failure. I'm a Zen failure. I thought, oh my goodness. I'm actually working on a book called The Zen Failure. And the reason I am is because in Zen practice and in true relationships, it is impossible to fail. That cannot happen. (laughs) There's no failure. There's no success either in true practice. No, no, no. Takes all that away. (laughs) Because it's not you. Life happens. It happens. It keeps happening. And you are riding a huge wave. And how you are in the wave and with the wave is very, very important. But you can't fail. That is one of the great beauties of Zen. And it's a truth of relationships too. And let's explore that now. Because I think so much suffering, so much suffering and sorrow and guilt and resentment and all the rest of it comes from feeling, oh my goodness, I'm a failure in this relationship. What does that even mean? What does it even mean? It means that you have an image of how you are supposed to be, how the other one is supposed to be. You have a demand. You have an an image, a belief. And they're not living up to it. And you're not living up to your image, to your belief. And you also have an image, a belief, a picture of how things are going to work out and how they're supposed to work out, supposed to. Well, I hear that so much. This is supposed to happen. Really? According to who? according to who? Things happen as they happen. They happen as they happen. If it doesn't fit with our image, if it doesn't live up to our image, then we declare ourselves a failure or the other person a failure or the relationship a failure and we go into tremendous unnecessary suffering. I love that phrase, unnecessary suffering. This is very, very important. And if you can really absorb it, so much pain can go away and make room for so much love to arise for yourself and others and life itself as it is. One of the reasons we don't love life as it is, is because we feel like we've failed, or life has failed us, or we've failed life, or we've failed another person, or they failed us, on and on. I'm a big fat failure. (laughs) I missed the mark, which is another word for sin, is missing the mark. All of that torments us, torments us, and it takes away not only our joy and our curiosity and our desire to explore and to be alive, but we punish ourselves and others tremendously all the time because of this fundamental misunderstanding. Now, in a relationship itself, Say it ends. You didn't want it to end. You wanted it to go on forever. You wanted to be happy forever. You guys couldn't work it out. Too much disagreement, too much fighting, too much disappointment, whatever it was. A lot of the pain of letting go of the relationship is due to how we interpret what happened how we punish ourselves and others. However, here's another way to look at it. This relationship came to you at a certain time in your life when you have a certain amount of knowledge, of awareness, of wisdom, whatever, when you were a certain way and you had many experiences with that relationship, some very beautiful, some very unpleasant possibly, probably. Can you just accept it as it is? That's what happened. Without adding on anything to that. Just experience it. As it came and as it went. Including your feelings of of disappointment or of failing or of having your dreams dashed. See, it's okay to have your dreams dashed because they're just dreams they're not true they're not real there is no template for how this should have worked out it's just what happened and to accept that deeply and not blame the other person or yourself but to honor honor the whole thing honor everything that happened because it was an experience that came and by having that and accepting it and you will ultimately learn a lot from it. You'll grow as a result of it. It was beneficial even though you didn't realize it at the time and don't see right now how. But when we keep doing this with everything, my goodness, all of a sudden you begin to see, oh, that, that looks so painful, but it was so beneficial. It was just what I needed at the moment. Wow. Now, you may not see that, or it may take a long time to see it, a long time to see it. But when you do recognize that everything that happens is beneficial, if you receive it in a certain kind of way, everything changes then. Everything changes. We're not mad at ourselves. We're not mad at the person. We're not even mad at life. Many of us are very mad at life. Well, life itself has disappointed me. I'm going to take my marbles and I'm not joining in anymore. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to try anymore. I'm going to hide away. Many, many, many things. It could get worse than that. I can harm myself. We see that a lot now. So disappointed in life and in others that, a lot of drugs or different kinds of things, self-harm, so sad, so deeply sad, because this can be not only uprooted, but it can be all turned around when we can see and receive everything that happens differently, when we can see the truth about it, not our dreams about it. Now that's a very subtle and important distinction What's the reality about this as opposed to the way I personally imagined, hoped, thought and dreamt it should be, would be and could be and all of that stuff that I add to it including all the blame that goes along with it and rejection of myself and of everybody else. So there are two parts. There's just what happened which we can experience fully. Sometimes it's not pleasant. It's okay. Some food is bitter. Some food is sweet. That's okay. It's just bitter. Just taste the bitterness. doesn't mean you failed. It means you received a bitter moment. So what? So what? There are many sweet moments. There are many bitter moments. That is what life consists of. In fact, you could not eat a diet that was all sweet. You would get sick from it. You need all kinds of tastes and foods in your food. Bitter, sweet, sour, Right? little roughage, little carbs, we need a full balanced meal and life is really a full and a balanced meal. We may be unwilling to digest it when it comes in the terms of experiences, but life provides all of those different experiences, those tastes, and it's all beneficial. That's the word, beneficial, because we can and we will and we need to be nourished by all of them, and they will nourish us and cause us to grow in insight and in compassion and in joy and happiness and fun when we can absorb and taste all of it and not blame, 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 hate, hate, hate. It's like very, the blame, the blame, the hate, the hate that comes from being caught in a dream demanding that life meet my dream, (laughs) as if your dream and not someone else's dream, you demand it. And so many practices are about manifesting my dream, what I want, me, 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 me. It could be kind of a buzz and a high for a while to get just what you want, but will that last? Will that really sustain you and nourish you? Now, I'm not saying, of course, not to be joyful and to receive when we do receive wonderful things that we want and need, of course, but that's different from demanding it, insisting upon it, and being being unwilling to go forward and to love and to live if everything doesn't work out my way. So let's take this to the picture of relationships, which is what we're working on. Every relationship, just as it is, moment by moment, <clears throat> interaction by interaction, is perfect for right now. For somehow this is what you and your meal of life need to taste, to digest. Take it that way and you will <laughs> all your sorrow will be gone. In fact... If you take it that way, the other person will turn very beautiful very quickly. I just had that experience with someone, <clears throat> and and they were behaving in a way, and everybody is so sensitive these days, and it's easy for things to pop and snap, it's very easy. And this person was behaving in a way very unusual for them, and okay, and, and very distressed, and saying things to me, one thing and another. It was the opposite of what I expected, just the opposite. I was so much looking forward to our little time together, but there it was happening. And I decided to let go, you know, just be with it as it was. Accept it, accept it, accept every moment. Taste it, taste it. Let go of the judging. Let go even of the upset. I would feel upset. I tasted that, and then I was stayed very present moment by moment. With that person, I did not blame them. I did not, I let go in the middle of wanting them to be different than they were at all. Allow, grant you the right to be exactly as you are. I said that in my heart and I meant it. I meant it. Who am I to demand that they behave in a different way to suit me? I'm being given an opportunity to experience them at this moment exactly as they are. And as I kept doing that, they became more and more beautiful to me. And I felt more and more love for them. It was an amazing turnaround. It was beautiful for me and for them. And then they looked at me and smiled and said, Oh, my God, what's come over me? And it affected them, too. They were feeling that love and that warmth. They said, Oh, you know I love you. I said, Of course I know that. The ocean... Of love always runs strong. All kinds of waves will come up and down in it, of course. So it's not easy necessarily to do that. It takes practice. It takes a kind of commitment to seeing things differently. And it's But it's well, well, well worth it for you, for others. It's important to do that, especially now because the ripples of that will go out and touch many, many, many unseen people too that you're not even aware of. So that's my offering for you for today my, my about a perfect relationship. It's perfect, even if it's angry, even if it's disappointing. Whatever it is, is perfect. It's just what needed to happen in this moment. And when you take it as such, accept it, taste it, no blame, It just dissolves and the next moment appears. And you will even see that person and that situation with very different eyes. So thank you very, very, very much for listening. It's always a joy to talk to all of you. Thank you for your emails. I really enjoy reading them. And um, the URL for this is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And my email is speaker at yahoo.com so thank you thank you very much for listening and i really really i i I really hope each of you has a beautiful beautiful day and and just try it even for one day (laughs) try this for one day see what happens okay have a great day bye